0: Hi, Matt. Hi, Ashley. And hello, listeners. Welcome to the AF High List, a podcast where Matt and I are getting blazed and blazing our way through the 100 Greatest American Films list. We have arrived at number 67.
1: The Manchurian Candidate.
0: The Manchurian Candidate.
1: Yeah, I say it a little different.
0: I mean... I feel like candidate is can, candidate is one of those words, you know what I mean? Where it's like candidate, but yeah. but you, your mouth doesn't like linger on the did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, my my mouth is going to do the easiest way possible to say it. So candidate,
0: you're going to do candidate.
1: Yeah, basically candidate. Just candidate.
0: But it's the Manchurian candidate. Yes, can, candidate. <laughs> it, it's gonna now. It's going to
1: be screwed up for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah,
0: like when you when you really fixated on it. Like I had no qualms about saying that word but now that we're saying it over and over and over and over again i'm like how do i say it <laughs> what is the right way to say it i'm just happy i know how to spell it it's like cabinet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cabinet <laughs> i
1: was tr- i always struggle with refrigerator mm. that's the one i can never spell i had yeah. d's where they're not
0: yeah Mm-mm. Mm-mm. see if you use the word fridge you add the d but refrigerator does not have a d congrats congrats oh my god you that was, that was one, that was, that was that was
1: just a me thing but.
0: Absolutely, I remember you sending me a congrats very early on in our relationship You were like, no, 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 that's not correct And I was like, lol, congrats <laughs> <laughs> I Like I was like, I don't mean to be a dick, but like you gotta know, that's not what it is yep. But I understand But also, it's really weird, it's not congratulations It's congratulations
1: I know how to spell congratulations correctly <laughs> I would spell it with the T yeah. But when you when you shorten it, it sounds so much like congrats, <laughs> you know, even though it's congrats.
0: No, I, I think that's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to our etymology podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Not entomology. <laughs> we don't like bugs, even though there's a little tiny spider up on the ceiling right there and it's going to watch the show. So we dedicate this to you, little buddy.
1: It's our co-host to the <laughs> episode, me, you featuring the tiny little spider.
0: <laughs> little tiny spider. Speaking of spiders... It's not spiders. The word is spoilers. Now for this film, I do want to just say, usually we riff and we talk about stuff. I do want to talk about a couple of details of this movie, because if you out there listeners were like me, I've never seen this movie. Uh I don't even really know what it's about. I just have heard the name before. So like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm walking into it. But like, I need to talk about some fucking heavy spoilers. So if you're like, I'm fiending to watch Manchurian Candidate. Then, like, maybe don't watch it before
1: <laughs> you listen to what the rest of what we have to say.
0: <laughs> Tell me, like, did you did you know what this movie is?
1: Did you? Know so, it? I was a little familiar about what this movie was about, but I had never seen it. I was only familiar for what it was about because in 2004, I saw the trailer for the Manchurian Candidate remake. Yeah. Every movie I went to see in 2004, it was on every movie. <laughs> So I was a little bit aware of what the plot was, but I didn't exactly kind of know how it all went down or whatever, and I definitely had never seen it.
0: You informing me that there is a like a not a sequel, like how amazing <laughs> that would be, um, a remake of this movie, and telling me that Denzel Washington in it is in it. I'm like, oh, I definitely want to see. This movie.
1: <laughs> so surprise, this entire episode is about 2004s. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> no, I definitely didn't watch something from 2004. Absolutely not.
1: We watched an oldie, but not the oldest oldie. It's a
0: 62, 1962, and I think it's like taking place in the late 30s, early 40s. No, 50s. I'm so late sorry late 50s because so the Korean sorry. War <gasps> the Korean War that's right that's yep. like, why do I think that's so low? I don't know like, I feel like all of these movies that like they're all beginning to blur together <laughs> Honestly, the you beautiful... were like, "What movie is Frank
1: Sinatra in before this one?" And I was like, "I don't know. Some more one. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I believe it's from Here to Eternity." But yes, Frank Sinatra is also in this movie. I feel like my edibles having like a little bit of a fun time in my brain right <laughs> it's now, dancing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Frankie, <laughs>
1: Frankie, blue, old blue eyes, <laughs> old blue eyes is getting to
0: me. But uh we've seen him once before on the list, which is kind of cool, I guess. Like Frank Sinatra, he's like a name, you know. <laughs>
1: he's such a renowned singer, but we. Forget that he had like this whole acting career, Ocean's Eleven, before mm-hmm. the remakes you have that. Like he he was an
0: actor too. He it's, was such a pop culture figure. I adore Ocean's Eleven the remake. I don't care. Like I love a good heist kind of honestly, very similar in kind of a way of storytelling where like you as an audience get insight into it as it's happening almost.
1: Yeah, this movie's a real Onion you know, where more Mm. and more is sort of being peeled away. Talking about Manchurian now. This one's, it's it's pretty much like, you know, here's a little bit. Okay. Here's a little bit. Okay. Here's a little bit. (laughs) You know, And like like
0: a little child, I'm sitting just holding my hand up waiting for an apple slice and then I'm just eating it. And then when I'm ready for another, I hold out my hand and Manchurian Candidate's like, here's another little morsel of information. It like really took me on a whirlwind brain ride when this thing started and it was like i was like okay these dudes fighting in the korean war are getting um it was so weird at first they kind of get like abducted but like we don't see what happens yes and so i was like huh and then <laughs>
1: <laughs> see you get a little bit of information then it's like okay we're gonna wait <laughs> yeah and then
0: like one guy comes back This is me like stoner trying to tell you what the fuck is going on. Um, This one guy comes back and he's super like cold and nobody really likes him in his army unit. And uh, he comes back and everyone's like, he's a big hero. He saved everybody. And all of the other dudes that were with him just keep saying like, That he was the warmest, kindest, wonderful, most like everything that you could possibly imagine in like a good boy, like hero, the returning hero kind of thing. But it doesn't match with the behavior we've seen from him and continue to see from him and the feelings of the other characters. And then they start having nightmares where it could be PTSD, question mark, but then it takes a far turn, like a really sharp turn.
1: I would say a sci-fi-esque turn. I don't think sci-fi is the word. I would, I would say, when you start getting into...
0: Brainwashing.
1: Spoilers. <laughs> Brainwashing and super soldier kind of things,
0: it feels a little
1: sci-fi.
0: Kind of. I
1: mean, I'm not saying this movie is a sci-fi.
0: This movie is like a mystery thriller. It's, yeah, I would say that on most of the things I saw, political thriller is what they deem it i kind of think yeah i would say mystery is definitely an element because like we as the audience are kind of with frank sinatra's character after he gives us kind of his experience and he's like i'm having some fucking crazy dreams of like stuff that is conflicting with the story that like we're all aware of now and we are all telling
1: there was another guy too that has the same nightmare And they kind of like, Frank Sinatra gets wind of it and is like, okay, something is up here. Yeah. And then basically builds a task force to figure out what's (laughs) going on and what's the kind of end game of this super soldier programming.
0: (laughs) Dude, I, I just, it was very fun to see this kind of storytelling on this list. This list is like very heavy on like linear storytelling. Like it's just kind of like the plot unfolds as it sometimes there's flashbacks. We get like flashbacks in this um, crazy manipulated flashbacks. Like we get flashbacks into what they think they're seeing and what is actually happening. And like the way they're puzzle piecing all of that together, like especially very early on in the movie, I'm like, okay, this movie's like intricate. Yes. It fits together very tightly.
1: Yeah, I, I can imagine that this is one. We didn't really look at this up, but I would imagine this is one that the script, the squipped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How adorable! Is it little?
1: <laughs> the script for this movie
0: is really well regarded. <laughs> yeah, I bet the writing is pretty good. I feel like I think it may have been a book. Oh, okay. I feel like they're all books. I feel like everything on this list is a book.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, there's a lot of adaptations on here. I didn't know that that it was a book. An itty bitty widow boy. <laughs> he squipped. They made a squip, Floyd. <laughs> He's so cute.
0: Dude, I am. Um, I think like early on, um because of however how uh, 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 <laughs> You too. <laughs> tag now I'm turning into a baby. <laughs> I can't talk. But there's a lot of themes of like PTSD come returning home from war, what the what society reflects onto you as a person who has served in the military and during times of crisis and everything. And I'm like, wow, the theme of this entire list is that everyone back home is obsessed with a hero when the hero in all of those stories hates the fame, hates the attention, doesn't want to be honored has some kind of new baggage that is so complex and completely like non-relatable to the people back home. This dude lands and Angela Lansbury is the mom, which is insane. And, uh, I'm like, murder, she wrote, get in there, girl. (laughs) But she runs up to him and she's like with press and her Uh, new husband, who's a a stepdad to this guy. And they're just soaking it up for the tabloids and like political newspapers. And they're like, here's our shining war hero boy. You know, and he's like, I hate you both. (laughs) And I don't want to do this. And he still keeps that cold mannerism about him. And I'm like, good for you, honestly. So many of the dudes in other movies that come home are very much like, they're, they're kind of cynical about it, but they just kind of take it.
1: Yeah, this guy's not taking any shit when he comes back, except for the brainwashing, which he ha- which he can't fight against.
0: Sometimes you just can't shake a good brainwash. <laughs> they had three days to manipulate those minds. Yes. As Maybe. we find out later on. Again, heavy on the spoilers, because this is a new watch for me, and I need to dissect it Yeah, almost. pull it
1: apart. Yeah, this is also like a pretty critical view of the communism sort of thing, witch hunt. Because Angela Ansbury is very much like just the person that's using it to kind of crush her enemies to yeah. get ahead
0: and everything like that. The the framework of their political landscape is like the McCarthyism, like call out the communists. And then, but, but then it turns into like the people who anyone that disagrees with you is a communist.
1: Right. Just so that they get mm-hmm. their political careers killed or whatever. Yeah. And it, like, so she's got that going on and then she's probably sending her son to war so that they could program him <laughs> no
0: okay i did kind of have the wikipedia open as we were watching because like you know when you get a little high and you're watching a movie we kind of miss some stuff because okay. we can't ever stop filling this gap for life. me Running our, running our lives. <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> Running for
0: our lives. <laughs> From this film and its insanity. Um, yeah. So at the very end, I kind of like caught up with anything that I may have missed very vaguely, mm-hmm. but I believe that big speech. I think there's one scene that we really weren't listening <laughs> and it was the scene. There's a scene where she is in the room telling him the plan.
1: Yes. Now, we were paying attention. We were paying very much attention. We just missed the end of it because then we started just talking about Angela Lansbury.
0: Yes, <laughs> because, like, I needed to look up everything about her, basically. <laughs> and I, like. So we missed the end of this scene. So basically, she's saying she called for some kind of what is it called like a rogue agent or something somebody who's going to assassinate someone mm-hmm. um he, she made a call for that she placed a hit and the hitman they sent was her son a programmed agent so she didn't want this him but she's rolling with the situation she's a shitty person
1: yeah You're rooting for her to get it by the end. Oh my god! You're like, you gotta kill your mom, I literally... (laughs) You gotta kill your mom, dude. (laughs) If this movie sounds like
0: wacky enough for you, I have never in my life wanted a character to kill their mother. (laughs) More. (laughs) More. Which is horrifying. Like, this woman was pure... Evil. Evil. Yeah. (laughs) She didn't give a fuck about anything. She's about to have somebody killed. And she already had other people killed. Oh, there's just too much to even do it. But for, like, him, it's nice to see we are introduced to her and, like, her platform, her political platform. She's a bad person. You know? She's like, communist this, communist that, like, all these things. But only
1: if you disagree with me. (laughs) Exactly.
0: But he gets back and she's like, well, when we go here, we're going to do this. She's immediately trying to plan his life as, like, a senator's wife. And, like, she needs her son. It's funny. Like, she, towards the end of the film, needs her son to uh, shoot the presidential candidate (laughs) and we
1: find out in that big scene that that was kind of the plan all along
0: she's making plans for him and he's straight up like i'm going to new york and i'm getting a job that for a writer that she for for a company ran by a guy she thinks is a communist right a newspaper writer and she's like that's a communist you're gonna write for that communist you know and he's just like. Um, no, I'm going to go take a job (laughs) and get away from you. The guy's fine. And I immediately was just like, follow your dreams. Like, you know, I'm just like cheerleading on the side. Like, you do it. And also call your parents out when they exploit you. (laughs) Because like they're straight up exploiting him. They have, it's so strange to see the parallel of like later on them needing him to kill someone. Earlier on, they're manipulating him to boost themselves the whole time before he went to war you know like he couldn't marry the girl of his dreams because it was their political opponent right uh daughter right you know so like Romeo and Juliet yes they're they're when he meets the the father of the woman he loves he also loves him too they have like a great relationship yeah but the first thing he says when he finds out who he is he's like The communist? Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's programmed into thinking that, like, everything his mother says.
1: Is that when you said during the movie that this guy was kind of programmed all along?
0: Yes. Nice. (laughs) I mean, like, wicked, right? It's pretty sick. Excellent work. It's pretty sick. (laughs) Dude, the main dude, like, I didn't even know him.
1: Lawrence... The name sounds familiar. He may, was he? he well, well, we can Maybe look yeah. it up after. Lawrence Harvey.
0: Lawrence Harvey. I've, I've never. I, I don't know him by the, name. The
1: name sounds familiar. Like I said, we'll look it up after, but I feel like he's in something.
0: Well, he is in this movie. <laughs> no, something which is
1: else we've seen. pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, I don't know him like I know Frank.
0: It's funny, like, he's kind of the star, but, like, I mean. Frank Sinatra is the star.
1: Frank Sinatra gets the top billing, so...
0: He's the one we're following. He's, like, the detective, but he's just a guy with a military ranking and he has a team under him. You know, like, uh, but they didn't want to give it to him at first. They were like, you're talking shit about our war hero boy, and his family is connected to politics, so we're going to bury your ass. We're going to put you on a shitty job to get rid of you. Like, there's absolutely no respect right to him when he's having these very concerning like nightmares and then you find out that more than just him multiple of the people that were in that group that were captured are having the exact same dreams and saying all of the crazy shit verbatim and then they're like okay well you guys can figure it out now because we respect you and it's like that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to tarnish the name of a good boy because his past record has shown exemplary like attitude and behavior why ruin this promising young man's future exactly <laughs> it, it's so nauseating <laughs> and he's a dick
1: yeah, he is a dick, After like, after all.
0: <laughs> turns He's out. a dick, except around the girl he loves. She was adorable. She
1: brings out the best in him. We even see it near the end, with, near the movie's tragic end. <laughs> oh my
0: god, I feel like there's nine tragedies in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, this movie doesn't hold back on...
0: Oh, speaking of just,
1: like, deaths, the death scene in the flashback where he shoots the guy in the head is so graphic for, like, a
0: 60s movie. I just want to say, this is going to sound like pure nonsense to people who just are like, "I'm not going to watch this." (laughs) And for most of you, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're like, "I love this movie. I haven't seen it in forever." Um, Well, this is some wild trip. Yeah, the the early '60s. It's like percolating weird.
1: We haven't quite reached like. Bonnie and Clyde, for example, for yeah. the list yet, but we're we're getting there. This I is thought... the this is the bridge to that movie.
0: Let's talk like a little bit deeper about the main um inciting incident, which is the brainwashing. Okay. I would say okay. It is presented to us in a nightmare. Yes. From Frank Sinatra, but yep. it is repeated in multiple different ways, yes. and we get a little bit more and more each time. And the scene is the um, Manchurian re- representatives, basically. Yes. Who are wanting to brainwash these uh, American kiddos. The group of men, instead of seeing a room full of, like, officials who were inquiring about brainwashing and, like, telling the evil master plans, kind of, but vaguely because they want to keep you interested in what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> uh-huh. The men see, because they've been brainwashed for three days, they think they are in, like, a garden party of a woman. It's like those like a little seminar where a woman's talking about hydrangeas. Yes. Flowers. Yes. And the dudes are all just sitting there and they'll look up when they're called and answer questions. They are completely gone.
1: This is like the most serious kind of pulp movie you've ever seen. Yeah. For sure. Like, cause the tragedies and stuff like that. They, but anyway, did you, continue? <laughs> yeah,
0: but they like really nuke pretty boy. He's like the chosen hero. Yeah. They're like this guy. It's because he has use... such a big mommy issue because uh-huh. they use the Red Queen in representation of his mother and uh, we haven't even said that. His calling card. Oh, my God. The card. His calling card is an actual card. <laughs> this sounds like the ramblings of a mad person. <laughs> All of this stuff makes zero sense. <laughs> Like can you imagine someone just being like, Oh, you should play some solitaire and then you're like okie dokie and then you play solitaire and you see a red queen diamond and then you just like go boom and then you just like turn into a robot and do something you have Walk no into control. The river. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is absolutely terrifying and insane. And then when you put it inside of a very intricate plot where not everyone knows what's going on, but you know what's going on, but you don't really know the end of it, and the person who's doing the things has zero clue that they're doing, this makes zero sense.
1: I feel like for people who haven't seen this movie we are drawing the, the map with the red yes. ropes on the board yes <laughs> and I bet this is why we didn't know too much about this yeah. movie before watching a it lot in because it. if you were trying to explain everything that's happening in this movie like there's so many it would take you forever
0: <laughs> it's funny like you walk in on someone else's board and you're looking and you're like what the hell <laughs> does all of this say my board would say Frank Sinatra is legitimately good in this Absolutely. He's really good. I I remember liking him in From Here to Eternity, but like this one I thought was like his movie.
1: Yeah, he was great. I like could take my eyes off of him. And I and I already kind of I like
0: Frank Sinatra, so I'm like, oh. It's like exciting and fun to watch. I kind of forgot he was Frank Sinatra because like usually he's doing a little bit of his thing. Like he's doing Hey, I'm Frank Sinatra, you know? But like this time when he came back and he was having nightmares i was like this man is experiencing a lot of deep turmoil and anxiety and str- there's darkness in him as he like figures out the plot and he like falls in love and which i truly thought she was in on it the entire time
1: me too or just like a figment yeah, not a figment but like a, a part of the program yeah. yeah i thought so too
0: but honestly is it question mark cuz the end
1: it is pretty ambiguous
0: dude i don't know man oh oh janet lee also yes she's the frank sinatra's squeeze um she is like a lady who is just like so forthcoming like she is the most direct human being i've ever seen yeah like on the screen
1: she's she's a vixen in this yes, for sure
0: but like not with i don't know how to discretion. She's almost robotic in a way. Yes. Everyone in here has some kind of personality disorder in the best kind of way. It does seem like a lot of people... Except for the have... guy who got brainwashed and kills people. That, yeah. that guy has the worst kind. Yeah, know? he's it's... got the worst kind of programming, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but... Yeah, he was going to be happy for the rest of his life, and that programming definitely threw a ranch into it.
1: The fa- here, Here's a theory. <laughs> here we go.
0: The fact like
1: that after, like you were saying... Frank Sinatra went to those people in his office and then they finally kind of accepted him. Mm -hmm. The fact that, like, if you think about the guy that Frank Sinatra in the end scene went with and how void of anything he was, the end thing, uh, the shooting, if you will, (laughs) the assassination attempt, Uh he goes with another officer and that officer is so just like blank. blank. And then Janet Lee, And there's just all of the other Frank Sinatra interactions in this movie. I'm like... Is he imagining all of this? Is this all a paranoia, Frank Sinatra PTSD, PTSD, PTSD thing? thing? Yeah, it, and that's why he's the star of the movie because it is sort of his vision of what's happening that we're seeing.
0: It's like a psychological breakdown of a man who, yeah, like did he did they torture him and he imagined all of this and like you don't fully know, but there are so many facets that we follow so deeply that I wanna I wanna listen to the fun theory of like it's all real. They really did brainwash him, uh, You know? Right. And like and then also the question of yeah, every single interaction he has is kind of like robotic and it's like how many people have they gotten to? That
1: too. Don't 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 Invasion of the Body Snatchers for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. That stuff's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of little Little berries you could pick. Well, you know, we were describing all the little things. Delicious little like, berries. There's a lot of little berries you could pick.
0: Some of those berries, I think, are like semi-poisonous and will take <laughs> you on like a weird trip. I definitely <laughs> felt that vibe throughout. <laughs> Have you seen man? Have you seen? Oh, my God. Ooh, just to like finish up on Janet Lee being in there mm-hmm. because like she was in Psycho previously and this is a pretty small role as well. She's just so good in little morsels, but I just said that her uh directness was very hot. <laughs> like she became like very irresistible to a man who was literally losing it at the moment he met her.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I think Jenna Lee. Is hot. I <laughs> she do. She
0: meets him one time on a fucking train, goes home, tells her fiance that she met this random guy, and that she's gonna go. <laughs> she's gonna go for it. And she was like, "I kissed him on the la- the cheek. The last time I'll ever kiss him." And I came and bailed you out of jail because we sweeties. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. Heat. Heat. Can't, then, like, can't stop the heat, dude. And then like they're living so domestically, like they're just like every time you see them after, it's very like comfortable. Yes, it's wild. Ah,
1: that means ah, at least she's a simulation, right? Like right.
0: I don't. Maybe know. not the
1: rest of it. Maybe the rest is real, but just her is, and that's his way of coping. Yeah, but how
0: did he get out of jail? But did he go to jail?
1: Did he even go to anything that involves her? Isn't real, but anything else is Ugh, real. But
0: then that's like a crazy web to untangle. That's a
1: berry you could take. <laughs>
0: you want to for this movie i love the berries in this movie oh my gosh i do love a good mystery like it's very exciting that we get to unravel it while they do yeah and then sometimes we're ahead and sometimes we're behind and we're like huh what's going on and then they're like here just keep taking the berries it's fine and i'm like yeah (laughs) i feel like a mindless brainwashed person watching it watching it and i'm like that's very effective
1: it is it's, it's a hell wild. of a way to tell a story
0: it's one hell of a way to tell a story
1: that's my quote for the VHS box
0: <laughs> it's one hell of a way to tell a story
1: Matt comma the AF highless podcast
0: everybody's like huh. huh?
1: why is this movie out on VHS?
0: It's 2021. And I'm like, no, it's 2027 and all format went back to VHS. VHS. Because it's cool. (laughs) Matt, somehow your long-term VHS collection is going to become the most baller thing again.
1: (laughs) I know. I mean,
0: (laughs) it's already baller. Like, your collection is super sweet. You just added, look who's talking to the (laughs) stack. Once again, a
1: sealed copy, mind (laughs) you, a perfect condition, sealed copy of Look Who's Talking. Cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to razz you right now. I love your collection.
1: (laughs) No, I don't feel like that's razzing. I think this is high praise.
0: (laughs) It's the highest of praise.
1: I have Look Who's Talking on a pristine VHS.
0: (laughs) It's crazy. No one's ever looked at that VHS. No one has played that VHS. It's crispy. Wow, we can live in that time. Exactly. What time was that? 90. Right before I came out. Let's see how funky it was, you know? These babies are talking. Do you see? Look.
1: Look. (laughs) I'm glad I caught on to that joke right at the end there. Excellent work. That's
0: a handshake. (laughs) We're we're
1: handshaking for this
0: one. That's a handshake with clapped hands on top of the handshake. Yes. Thank you for your deep commitment. to this bit
1: yes thank you thank you (laughs) thank you for really setting that one up that was a great that was a great joke Mm. a great joke that's a five-star joke (laughs) i
0: think that deserves a hit (laughs) angela lansbury is so cruel in this movie as the mother yes a cruel woman i wonder what a psycho
1: i wonder if you wrote this down At the exact moment in the film that I was sitting there and I thought to myself the phrase, Angela Lansbury is a raging bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the moment? I
1: don't remember the moment, but I had that thought go through my head and I was like, if I still took notes for this podcast, I absolutely would have wrote this down at this moment. Uh, And then you wrote that and I'm like, do we write that down at the same time? (laughs) Like
0: I was feeling it. I can't remember when it happened. Um, I was feeling it like... When he goes back, we get a flashback and he he basically sits down and he's playing solitaire. You know, like, it's a dangerous game with this motherfucker. It could make... Someone could end up dead this guy plays a hand of solitaire. Exactly. (laughs) Dude, at the bar, that random guy was like, why don't you play yourself some solitaire on accident? Like, that was just a random thing. That that phrase was too common, I guess. Yep. You gotta pick something a little bit more specific.
1: I was thinking about that, like... Everybody had
0: decks of cards. Shit.
1: If you were at a bar... Now, obviously, everybody's, if you're by yourself or whatever, everybody's kind of on their phone. But I would imagine that this was that version of that in at that time. You know, do something with your hands kind of yeah. in the way. You know, and people a lot oftentimes are playing solitaire on their phones. So <laughs> I feel like it was very common for this to happen.
0: Until he said later in the film to Frank Sinatra, he was like, "That it was an accident. I don't know why I was there. That guy just said it and I did it. And I was like, okay, confirmed that that's the case. Because in the bar, I was like, is the bartender in on it? Yeah. <laughs> I literally wrote down, everyone's in on it. <laughs> because he said it. And I thought it was like, they're keeping an eye on him. And like, he's not supposed to be there meeting Frank Sinatra. Because they're like, we don't want them talking. You know? Like, because they know each other. And it'll unravel some of the voodoo brains. <laughs> That they did. And so I thought the bartender was like, hey, do that and go fucking walk somewhere. Because he almost misses him. He's already playing solitaire when Frank Sinatra walks in. So I was like everyone's in on it. A hundred. I was like crazy conspiracy level on this. But this whole movie's about a grand conspiracy. Yeah, this movie makes a you... A true one. This one makes you maybe? curious. Yeah,
1: this one makes you ask questions as you're watching it. I totally had that too. That's why I said that thing about... It's Paranoia. Like, so many of those people. I was like, they're in on it. They're in on it. They're in
0: on it. Like, like everyone. Oh, but Angela Lansbury. Then later, So we see the flashback of him... He tells him, like, I love this girl so much, and I was actually, like, a softer person. Like, you know how much of a shit I... He's self-aware.
1: Yeah, he's like, you know how bad I am.
0: I'm the worst, because I was raised by a harpy of a woman. (laughs) He didn't say that. I said that. But, like, I think he would be like, I I approve that statement, (laughs) because Angela Lansbury in this movie is a harpy of a woman. yes. Honestly, that's an insult to Harpies, I think.
1: (laughs) I think so, too. I'd take a Harpy over her in this movie. She's so mean.
0: Harpies are like, oh, my God. She is a what?
1: Raging bitch.
0: Raging bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But then we get the whole story of her basically being like, no, you can't date her. Then later, she's like...
1: Dude, this is probably where I this is it. it. This is where I this
0: was. it. You feel the heat and <laughs> how that. I'm talking. It. Yep, yep, you remember? Yep. She's like, we're gonna have a party. You should come. And he's like, are you fucking serious? You're inviting me to a party across the lake from the girl I love. Yeah. And she's like, she's just came back in town. You can probably see her. You know, like she'd be a good one to marry. You were so awful to her. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? She was the one who broke Broke it off. And he was like, I don't even remember if I wrote the letter. Or if she didn't, I just signed it. But it was exactly. a vile thing. <laughs> it was so weird. And yeah. I was like, your mom... That's when I was like, you've been programmed your whole life. Whole life. And like this girl he meets is literally the person who breaks the spell. Yes.
1: Literally. We see it happen. Oh my He, God. he gets all uh, flipped out when he's playing solitaire in the other room. He gets the queen. But she walks in. Takes the queen off. He's free. I
0: can't believe... I'm going to just tell you, this is a big spoiler, everybody. He shoots the love of his life like maybe 12 hours after. Yes. Or like a day after yes. uh, he gets married to her and her father. Because of the programming. Because of his mother. His mother put that hit this on. This is
1: all part of the plan.
0: His mother did that to him. And that is disgusting. And for that, she is a raging bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that
1: was totally the moment. I think that was it too. Yeah, I got heated thinking about it. I was just like, "Ooh, that was it. That was it. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one."
0: Um, just like a note on Angela Lansbury. Like she, we all, I know her from like Murder She Wrote. I know her as an older woman, or yep. like a middle-aged older, you know, like singing Beauty and the Beast an adult. and solving mysteries <laughs> and Murder beast? She Wrote. Copyright slam because that was exactly how she did it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but she was, she's playing the mother of this guy and she's 37 years old, which of course you could be, you could be a mother of an adult at 37, basically just have him real young, you know? But, um, at that time he was 34, (laughs) so they're three years apart. I really,
1: I think they do have some kind of old age makeup on her in this because she does look older. Yes. I mean, the makeup, the costume, her Shit attitude. <laughs> like, she just is playing older, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I would have thought that she'd be, I don't know, 50, maybe, but not.
0: For, for the time. Well, her her husband in the film, he's like 54. 50. Yeah, so,
1: like, I'm not saying necessarily she just looks like it. She just is acting like it, so I, I would have assumed that. So they do a good job kind of doing the makeup on
0: her. I would say Bravo to her as well.
1: I the think performance, she, yeah.
0: She's the good. You hate her so much. I was like, she is one of the most detestable characters i've ever seen
1: yeah like the, with the, up there with like the ner- nurse ratchet from crooked's heist yes. and stuff like that yeah the psychotic like, you.
0: cruelty yes for no reason i feel like i've met like three people in my life that have those qualities yeah you guys fast with them like i've known three or something like it's crazy how often they occur you know ew
1: just unnecessarily cruel people like that
0: speaking of like shitheads like politics like there's such like a specific you could watch this at any time in america and it would be like yep this is kind of the temperature of politics everybody's like out for blood yeah this was was and corruption
1: in the same way the network last week was like on the pulse of like network uh news this was very much on the pulse of like American politics
0: political staging it's yes. like the the candidacy like the And
1: I think a lot of people were really disillusioned by the McCarthy shit yes. so they were like yeah this is where we're headed this is what's going on Yes so
0: Angela Lansbury literally was like, she's on the Patriot side. She's like, you have to be a Patriot for this country. Like you have to like die for it and everything. And there's this big grand scheme she has up. But she literally says like, um, are you going to be on the side of the people lining up in the street to be counted and speak your love for the patriotism of the country? Or are you going to be a communist? Like it it was like scary the way she was... Like, the verbiage she was using, you know, like...
1: It was very much like taking over the world... Yes. In, like, a New World Order scary kind of way. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: like, line people up and let them bow to the... Yeah. Supreme, like, you know, in certain... Yeah. yeah it's just like, you're crazy. <laughs> you're absolutely nuts. And it's funny that during this time, impeachment was an actual threat. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we've had too recently and, and nothing didn't count
1: for nothing didn't count for anything wow
0: <laughs> i would never think that i would say during this time the good old days <laughs> except that guy was gonna flip it and use it on the the innocent guy well we don't know if you, they're all fucking shitheads you know <laughs> i mean or <order>
1: they're all programs
0: <laughs> they're all robots is basically what i'm saying <laughs> sci-fi yeah <laughs> I think the sci-fi element is, <laughs> just is like that android behavior. Like they're being installed with a virus, basically. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. whoa.
1: <laughs> that hit we just took semi-recently ago. And then you saying that? Holy shit. You just gave me the brain tingles.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're tingling. <laughs> That's the most eerie thing, you know? <laughs> when he is programmed... To, when he's programmed, he has no memory of doing it. The whole thing is that he feels no guilt. Mm-hmm. They even say that in the people programming. They're, they're like, he feels no guilt, so he has no hesitation to do it. Right, Like, this is just reality, and he's being told what to do, and he, do, he does it. And he, yeah. then he comes back, and he has no memory of it. Like, that's the premium. Go- he goes to kill his future, or no, his now. His current wife. Well, no, I was going to say the, the father. I was mm-hmm. going to say future father in law, but it's his actual father in law. Mm-hmm. Um, and his wife. New wife. They just got back together. He kills him and then he kills his wife. And the previous times we see these gory, like him just killing people, it's like he truly has no sense of where he is. Mm hmm. It's so empty, but when he's walking out of the house after killing them, it's the most devastating thing I've ever seen, because you see him in there, and he's like crying, but he's still in the robot. Face. Right, like
1: he's just walking, like you know, to his destination, but the tears are there. So it's like, yeah, you see the humanity It's and trying it's to come so out. Sad. Yeah,
0: sad. He's grieving. But he doesn't know what he's grieving.
1: Yeah. Well, I think one of the most humane things in this movie, like one of the, like just the, just makes you feel good about being a human thing that happens in this movie is when Frank Sinatra simply tells him when he's got him sort of under his control because he's <laughs> doing the thing. At the <laughs> I end. love
0: Frank Sinatra's like. So your cue is like uh, the Queen of Diamonds. Every time a Queen of Diamonds is thrown, you'll like snap into something he's like i got a 52 deck of all <laughs> of diamonds because he's a baller
1: yeah he knows yeah uh and so yeah he's i mean he's the one that figured it out first but he does that <laughs> and he's got him under his control and he's like i need you to forget about all that mm-hmm. just forget if i if i tell you about it then okay but until then i just need you to forget about it and i feel like it does help him sort of carry yeah. out this final thing that he does and I just, I don't know, it was like a really like kind of touching moment yeah. to tell him to have him under his control and be like, I need you to forget about this right yeah. now. You know I don't know. I just thought that was really nice. It is. <laughs> and
0: here's the thing. I think it's effective enough because in the end of the film, he, is, you don't know who's he's under control. Mm-hmm. You don't know if his mother had the final say in what he was going to do or if Frank Sinatra had the final say. Because he's getting a gun out and he's aiming it towards the stage of these people. Right. And Frank Sinatra's like, running. Like, good for him. The cardio <laughs> was a real in that. He was giving it his all. He's like, I'm going to get there. And he gets there. As he shoots, not the guy he was supposed to from his mom. He shoots his own uh, mother and stepfather. Yeah. And he says you you see that he is under the control of Frank Sinatra because he's like, they would have found a way. Yeah. I had to eliminate them. Right. Because they would have kept doing this. Yeah. They had to turn the operators off. <laughs> and so he was able to listen to Frank Sinatra's calling. So I think in the moment of which he takes his own life, he does not know he was the one that killed. Right, he's still... So there's some peace there. Yeah, And that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) This guy who was like, (laughs) he's killing people and he doesn't know. And like he has no trust of his own thoughts or actions. Right. But at least he doesn't remember he was the one who killed the love of his life.
1: Yeah, like that is, that is like, and it's almost like, yeah, he has to like kill himself at the end because that is the only way he's going to go out peacefully. And it's kind of on his own terms. And it's like, he's kind of never been able to do things on his own terms. Yeah. So it's kind of the way he has to go at the end
0: of this. My exact thought when that moment happened, he kills himself. I wrote it down because I wanted to remember like, that was such a crazy moment where you're like oh like yay question mark (laughs) you know i didn't write that down but like seriously that's
1: sort of how you feel at the end yeah it all
0: worked out in the end (laughs) i guess it's very confusing but i said yeah dude you're so deep programmed and know everything you did i get it yeah yeah even if he doesn't know he killed his wife He's involved in a world where the only person in his life that mattered is dead, unknowingly by his hand. (laughs) Right. And everyone else in it has manipulated him in some way or will use him as a weapon. And he has ended lives. How? And like the whole thing is, he's killed so many people in such a cold manner. But all of them keep saying he's the warmest, kindest. Well, there's like a specific quote and it's like, ooh, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> it just feels icky.
1: Yeah, when you're sort of aware of it, like uh, like an android aware of its own existence. It's
0: painful. Yes, it's painful. They're, they know too much. Exactly. It's exactly. When you... When you're having that, it's like us. We're probably in some kind of simulation, <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> but when you truly know the inner workings of it, that's when it becomes painful. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking care if I am. Don't don't shut it down. I'm living, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm gonna play the video game. Let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just like his face is so devastating. Like right before he just turns the gun on himself. Yeah. Like, oh, yuck.
1: Yeah. So kind of a uplifting ending, you'd
0: say. (laughs) I think it's the most uplifting (laughs) ever, but that's not the very end. That's another. Oh, I have
1: questions about the very end. Yeah. What were you going to (laughs) say?
0: I was going to say like, speaking of Frank Sinatra, just like running with all of his heart to get there in time, the entire movie, because of how stressful all of this stuff is, um, People are soaked in sweat.
1: Oh, what a sweaty movie. <laughs> this Holy the shit. Sweatiest movie Everybody ever. Everybody was did. so wet in this movie. Yes. Mm. Delicious. <laughs>
0: I hope in the Denzel 2004 movie. That fucker better be wet. It better be drenched. Drenched in orange. Like it will. Oh, that, it orange. will
1: be. I think the poster was that blue and orange color of the 2000s.
0: I was, <laughs> was going to say it's either steel blue or Fanta orange. Yeah. And Fanta orange and every the saturations up to a thousand.
1: Everybody looks like purple tan in the movie, you <laughs> <Yes>. know. <laughs> purple. <laughs> oh, the t- the early two thousands <laughs> and the rest. Well, all of the two thousands kind of did
0: that. Yeah, it was pretty funky in that time. <laughs> it was high fructose corn syrup, baby. <laughs>
1: Yep. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was
0: indeed. Well, let's talk about the final moment of this movie. Okay, it's Frank Sinatra. He's back with at home with his love, mm-hmm. and then he. What is he reading out of? Was it? He reads something.
1: He out of a war book, mm-hmm. but I don't know what war book he's reading out of.
0: I feel like it may be significant. But then he's reading it, and he shuts down for a second, and then he puts the book down, but he keeps reading it. It has been programmed in him.
1: Oh, shit. Is that what that's saying at the end? I
0: think so, right? Because then I'm like, were you meant to kill them? What? Like, did he whoa can i just now i'm thinking what about if he's that the secret.
1: simulation and he was supposed to wipe out all evidence Ow. of the simulation
0: he thinks he's the hero saving whoa. but it was actually i'm intended. gonna throw up oh my god this is not for the podcast but we should explore this theory deeper and definitely when we watch manchurian candidate 2004 edition oh my god I'm like really like I amped up I love when I have like a fun theory. people are like yes that's the end every (laughs) time and I'm just like I don't care I'm getting to experience the wonder you know that's why this list is good it's like you know what I talk shit about a lot of them but when you get me good I'm admitting it you got me good (laughs) yeah exactly when you belong here I get it (laughs) and if it's the dumbest theory ever I'm like yeah but it's hysterically wonderful to dive through Uh,
1: I don't think it's a Theory ever there's threads okay <laughs> let me share on this board
0: <laughs> it's, it's nutty i i really think he, he i think it's a moment where he's programmed because he looks like panicked and he just keeps saying but he's not, he's reading not looking anymore.
1: at it oh my god that's what it told. and oh. then
0: it just credits to black and it ends whoa
1: Dude, this just blew my fucking mind apart. <laughs> did
0: I make that up or like is did that what did you think happened?
1: I didn't know, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, What's what does this
0: ending mean? What does it mean? But like you didn't have any No. You were like, What's going on? Oh, it's over yeah, pretty much. Kinda. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I felt for a second when he was reading. I was like, what is he reading? And, yeah, I like noticed and that. And then but. I saw him like put down the book and he kept trail. And I was like, oh, what? And then I like stopped thinking because then I was like, okay, let's go do our podcast. And I was, you know, <laughs> getting ready. I was having fun. Um, no, we watched Girls 5 Eva actually in between because like we're exploring Peacock. It's fun. <laughs> it was a cute show. I like that show. I like uh, it too. I'm a fan. Recommendation Corner. Uh, five, Girls 5 Eva and, it and uh, Solar Opposites. It's been out for a while, but we're re- re-watching it. It's a blast.
1: Oh, yeah. Really Do you good. have
0: any other recommendation quarter? Real quick.
1: Real quick. Right, right, uh, uh, mm, recommendation quarter for me this week. Just a shout out to Fondue. Just in general. <laughs> <laughs> fondue is
0: a luxurious
1: bitch. We have a wonderful place here in Chicago called Fondue Stube. We went nice. to recently with my parents and had the best time.
0: It was like a really... That was the first time we've been in a restaurant because, like, you know, we've been chilling. Like, we've been good. I can cook. So, like... We've been good. We, and it saves money, like, going out. But, like, now that we're vaccinated, we're like, we gotta have a family time. And yeah. we did fondue.
1: And it was awesome.
0: And it was so fun.
1: <laughs> so, but just in general, shout out to fondue. What a delightful It brings people together. Yes. Takes a long time, so you got time to chat You get
0: and to stuff. dunk everything in something.
1: And you get like little bits of shit and then you're like how oh, am I going to be full and after this? And you've never, and been, you've never been fuller. <laughs> <laughs> have some fondue with have some friends? Have some fondue. <laughs> or but their family. When
0: you're able to see friends and family, have a fondue. <laughs> <laughs> That's the recommendation corner. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. Oh my goodness. Are you down to do you have any other like big things you want to discuss? Like themes or anything? Or are you down to rate this movie?
1: I think we gotta rate this bitch. Go for it. I'm going to have to give this movie five berries out of five berries because I was going to give a four out of five. I don't know if you were going to do the exact same thing, but then we were talking about it and then I was like, I love it. Five out of five berries.
0: I think this is the first time this is happening, like, for realsies. I also picked berries. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Because like that was such a great little bite sized berry. So this is the first time I feel like I've thought of something exactly the same. And also the first time that where as I was watching this movie, the pretty much entire the way through after the first 45 minutes, I was like, this is a five star movie. <laughs> I loved every second of the journey sometimes I was like what the fuck and I was like I was inside of it it was so effective to me I loved it (laughs) Yeah,
1: I I, I, I really enjoyed it too And the more we talk about it the more I realize it the four wasn't because I didn't enjoy it at all I just was like oh it's like a four out of five but then when you when you really peel away the skin and the onion of it like we were doing here oh I could have said onions I could have said onions but uh, <laughs> you're peeling away the skins of it here. It's like, oh shit. No, I really like this one. This is a good
0: one. It was a tasty one. I adored it. I'm like, I was so surprised. I didn't know what this movie was going to be. I just heard the name before. Yeah. And I figured it was political or war. And it's both. But there's so much more.
1: <laughs> Mystery, sci-fi, thriller, action, political like uh, just a little taste of everything. Mm. Yeah, but but in the most classy pulpy way pl- possible. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the just best format I could ever hope for. Like I I do love a story that unravels with pieces when they are relevant. You don't need to tell me the story in order or only have flashbacks the whole time, like use the devices that are going to work for your story. And this movie fucking crushed that. For me, as a writer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like the script must be really well regarded for this movie. Yes. Because mm -hmm. the writing, top
0: notch. I hope we keep this kind of energy for all the movies. I haven't seen a lot of movies coming up on this list in the next couple episodes. I haven't seen some of them. And I have zero clue what they're about. So I'm like hoping that this energy... Whether Whatever genre it is, whatever time it is, I hope this energy is alive. Yes. Because if it's not, I'm going to be real shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you loved it. You
1: simply <laughs> adored it.
0: <laughs> but I think this one has impressed me, and I'm happy to be impressed. That's a good feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed a minute to simmer with it. And I was like, damn, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I needed a
1: <laughs> girl's five ever to get to
0: the point of being like, yeah,
1: no, I really like
0: this one. <laughs> if you have made it all the way to the end of this podcast after the first like really strange bit of us like trying to figure out what we just watched, <laughs> you know, I think it was. It's like you're talking and you're like, oh, but this—it's ha- all connected. Yeah. So how can you describe this movie? Even if we've spoiled stuff, it's an enjoyable watch. I highly recommend this. I highly recommend this. You can watch it
1: watch. high, too, because it, it lights up that, politi- that political and uh, conspiratorial part of your brain. So, for people <laughs> do it high.
0: who partake in cannabis, um, our recommendation this week is the Bebo brand. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. They're Bebo pastilles or what? How, whatever. I don't know. Something cutesy. It, the packaging's adorable, but they're like really good. Uh, what are they? Sour tarts? tarts
1: yeah, a little sweet tart sweet kind tarts. of things. And they, yeah, they're delicious. They're really, they're dangerously delicious. You could pop a bunch of them if you're not careful. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I know. I'm like, I just want sweet tarts now. I feel like I've never been a fan of them, and then I eat these little things. And I'm like, that's pretty good. <laughs> I
1: truly, I'm on the make-up old statement, and we don't, we're not sponsored by them. But I think they taste better than sweet tarts.
0: I do too. I was like, I wish
1: sweet tarts tasted like this and had the weed in them. All oh. right,
0: <laughs> there is an added bonus, you know. <laughs> Keep these away from your kids.
1: Yeah, don't let kids eat the Bebo's.
0: Because they're going to be like, these are fucking And these delicious. are better than
1: sweet acts. And I'm like, yes, they
0: are. And then for a second, you're like, right. And then you're like, oh, wait, you can't have these. because you're already high because you've already eaten half the 10. No, it's so good. We had one. <laughs> like, it, it was just a nice little. It was a good time. It was, it was an effective time. one. <laughs> so, yeah. Pop in Manchurian Candidate, if you uh, feel like you just want a random thing to watch pretty enjoyable it's stick with it for a minute you're gonna be like what well you're
1: gonna get frustrated because you're i don't know what's going on <laughs> and i crossed my arms when i said that. and then very
0: quickly you're gonna be like oh
1: <laughs> do you have anything to say about this one the little spider friend
0: that good right i know he's speechless Look who's talking. (laughs) (laughs) The spider! I mean, if it's a nice spider, and it'll just tell me where it is so like I don't get spooked by it. It's like, hey, morning. Sorry, I'll get out of your way in a little bit. I just needed to catch this little gnat for you. And I'm like, thanks, buddy. Thanks, (laughs) brother. If spiders could talk, I feel like I'd be fine.
1: But instead, they just run real crazy at you and they freak you out. (laughs)
0: Yeah, they find me specifically, and... Ugh, get them away that's a whole i could i could make a whole show on just my phobias yes a whole show like multiple episodes well, let's do seasons it. revisiting let's do it <laughs> oh no i don't want to live through <laughs> my trauma again <laughs> i think that wraps it up what a fun i had a wonderful time with you this evening same same always a pleasure i had a wonderful time with you listeners thanks for stopping by um be sure to follow us on instagram at af shoot us an email to afhighlist@gmail.com at gmail.com with, not oh, I don't care. I like this movie. Do, would I like something else? Give me a recommendation. Next week, we're going to be on number 68 of this list.
1: Yeah, we're on 68. We're on An American in Paris.
0: An American in Paris.
1: Which, unfortunately, is not An American Werewolf in Paris <laughs> because I
0: love that movie. <laughs> I was, like, really sad. Honestly, I, I hope it's so good that I don't say you should replace this with an American Werewolf in London because that movie's baller and deserves, well, I mean, you know.
1: I think we should put some of the, just a a list thing. I think we should put some of the classic horror movies. Yes.
0: Of, like... Halloween, probably. Come on! Halloween? Are you kidding me? Not on this list of
1: the greatest American... Halloween is one of the greatest American films of all time. There's no doubt in my mind. As a horror fan... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Are
0: you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) As a horror fan, I I don't think they would ever do Texas Chainsaw because it's, like, too far, almost, for them. They're a little... They did Silas of the Lambs. I know it's like Psycho,
1: Silence of the Lambs, complete the Ed Gein trilogy mm-hmm. there. You know the what land. I mean,
0: but like horror still has this like hoity-toity attitude around it. They like they literally took Frankenstein off the list and they didn't yeah. replace it with Bride of Frankenstein, yeah, which, which is what they should have the done. The
1: pro move to do there, guys.
0: <laughs> Gee, golly, gosh, you know, it's just it's but, frustrating. Well, yeah, why
1: can't an American Werewolf in London be on there? It pioneered special effects for ever. Like, how could that not be included as a culturally significant film?
0: We should compare An American in Paris to An American Werewolf in London. (laughs) At least for a few minutes. (laughs) Down. Done. What if we're like, it's shocking (laughs) there's parallels. (laughs) Did you have anything else to say to the people, Matt? No. So we'll be doing that next week. (laughs) I hope you all have a lovely time in this new world and until next time
1: leave it high